0: 7 o'clock on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast in New South Wales, Sydney, Australia. It is 12 midnight. And in Malaysia, it's 1974. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Hello, everybody. Welcome in, and welcome to those of you who are listening Also on the podcast. Yes, we are also a podcast in addition to our three times a week video stream live. We are live right now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch.tv. But you are also listening to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And thank you for the downloads and the subscribes. The subscriptions are great. They really do help us a lot. They're free for you, don't cost you a dime, but uh, they do help the stream a lot. So thank you very much for that. And um, yeah, and also for your likes and shares and subscriptions on, uh, on our live stream, also on twitch.tv, uh, YouTube. You can subscribe there and hit the notification bell. That'll let you know whenever we're live. It's three days a week. I don't think we've missed one. Uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, 10 p.m. Malaysian time, or wherever you are uh, across the globe. Um, So, yeah, thank you for that. Um, I have a specific topic, which we're going to do a little bit of coverage for tonight. And we have a few other things we'll cover. And, of course, we will also be doing our reading from The Jungle Book, the brand-new book we started just on our last stream. And we'll continue with Chapter 1. These chapters in The Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling are really long, so we have to kind of split them in half and uh, get to it that way. So, yeah. Is that music in the background annoying? Shall we dump it? Yeah. Let's get rid of it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I thought I'd, you know, just play a little tune behind me for the opening tonight. Why not? Um, Okay, I've got uh, very important stuff coming up in just a moment. But first, I've got to get a couple of pieces of business out of the way. Um, I'm doing well. My week so far. You know, I just had to say to my other half, is this Wednesday? Because honestly, they all just blend together into this blur one day, night to the next. It's like, yeah, I I think it's Wednesday. <laughs> In fact, the only way I can tell what day of the week it is, is do I have to do a show tonight? So, yeah, and prepping for the show. All right, one piece of personal business I got to get to. Wait. There it is. Yes. The Miko merch for I'm not wearing pants. The cup arrived today. This is it. You will find this on twitch.tv under uh, J. Sheldon No Pants. That's our live stream right now. Whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or wherever, listening to the podcast, uh, go to twitch.tv and go to the About page and then Merch. And you will see all the merchandise for my show, which has been MeCode. And yeah, this is uh, got Miko on. The uh, printing is great, by the way. This mug is very high quality. It's got our logo on one side, and our good friend Miko, who has not been on the show for a while, uh, she's again sitting in the bedroom, sleeping on the bed, enjoying the aircon all by herself. So, mmm, coffee. The pause that sustains. There you go. Let's go show you another a little close-up there. There you go. Very cool. We are very happy with our mug. We're very happy with our mug. So check it out if you wouldn't mind at uh, J Sheldon uh, no pants on twitch.tv under the merchandise section or merch as they call it. If you want to be, you know, yeah. Okay. Our uh, our show tonight in the headlines said the white flag of surrender? question mark uh, Malaysians learning to spell diarrhea and <laughs> and of course we continue on with our uh, with our book um, so yeah uh, let me just cover the stupid for one moment how many of you, show of hands please, how many of you had to look up or use your spell checker today in Malaysia to spell the word diarrhea <laughs> Hmm? I'll bet most of you it is very difficult to spell. Our prime minister put out a notice publicly that he had a bout of diarrhea. I think he was in the hospital or something. We wish him a speedy recovery for his diarrhea. Actually, if it's so bad you went to the hospital, then that's going to be a pretty wicked case. But anyway, it was a big thing all over the Internet today. Uh probably hashtag diarrhea, but you had to know how to spell it so and it's weird the spelling is very strange. you'll figure it out it's in the it's in the title of the show <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you all right uh <laughs> yeah, you will notice by the way that in our scroll at the bottom here, which usually has all the uh you know please. Support the show, send me an email, blah, blah, blah. I have put very specific different stuff in our scroll, our lower third scroll tonight. And there's a reason for that, and I'm going to get to it in just a moment. We have here in Malaysia been under lockdown in one form or another for well over a year now. Businesses are closing, people are running out of food, People are unemployed, people are losing their jobs. It is not a pretty picture, honestly. And just so you know, while I am an expat working in Malaysia, I'm not one of those expats that makes 20, 40, 50, 100,000 a year. Trust me, I'm not. In my business, hmm. Anyway, I'm not. I'm struggling. Perhaps not as in fact certainly not as hard as a lot of other people are and I appreciate that I truly do but at the same time there are a lot of people out there Who are not doing well and who are not doing well? In some cases to the point of deciding it may not be worth it even to live and I hope you are not at that point and I hope you do not know someone at that point sadly I've read the stories, just like you likely have, too. Luna Amethyst, hey, yo, welcome. Thank you for joining. Um, so there was a campaign that started just this week, I believe. And it is the White Flag Campaign, for lack of a better name. Pute in Bahasa, Malaysia. Uh, white Flag. Um, <laughs> let me just say this to begin with. And I'm not being a smartass. Why on earth would you pick the white flag to represent that you need help? Let me explain all, first of all. The campaign is that if you are in need of assistance, whether you need somebody to talk to, you need food, you need money, you need whatever it is, then they have started this campaign for you to put a white flag in front of your house. Could you not have picked a better color? I know that sounds picky, you nitpicky, but seriously, a white flag that you surrender? A red flag because you're passionate and you're angry. I don't care. A pirate flag, the Jolly Roger. Pick something but not a white flag. Malaysians, please. You're giving up. The white flag signifies surrender. Do not surrender. Now, having said that, while I think you could have come up with a better symbol to look for help than a white flag, I'm going to support this as much as I can for a good chunk of the show tonight because there are people out there who need help. So I want to direct you to a couple of things. If you need someone to talk to, if you need a friend, you'll see on the bottom of the screen something scrolling by that says Befrienders. And Luna, I'm not ignoring you, but I'm into something right now that I've got to stay focused on. Uh, It's going across right now. You'll see it's www.befrienders.org.my. If you need to go to that website, check it out. All of their services are there. They offer suicide hotline, someone to talk to. There's a number, 0376272929 is the number you can call. As far as I know, it is manned and operated 24 hours a day. And uh, if you need them, they are there. There is also a Facebook page set up and that is here. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, um, I'm just showing the a page itself. It's a public page, it's a public group. Whatever you post there is open to the public. I'm not showing anything private. But um, good for you, Luna. You do that, fight through it. And remember, there are people out here who care about you a lot. Um, so yes, a lot of this page is in Malay and honestly, my BM really sucks. So I'm not going to even try and uh, translate it, but if you are in Malaysia and you want to check this out, it is, uh, Kempen Kibakan Benderapute, Benderapute, um, you'll find it. Just look up the name here. There you go. I'll scroll that up a little bit. Kempen Rakyat, Malaysia. Kibarkan Bendera Putih. Again, apologies for my horrific Malay, but um, it is a page set up to help support those who need the help and to explain about this uh, this process of uh, the white flag. Um, <laughs> uh, admin would like to ask for some help if possible please invite others to join the group so go to the group join the group and invite other people so everyone will know about this campaign and help to support it together it could potentially save lives enough to bear by yourself don't take self-harm actions when there's a lot of news videos and pictures of suicide i feel more sorry for the people they left behind how sad they are uh, death is not a solution but a regret. I'm not going to go through, read the whole thing here. But uh, please do uh, go to this page, share, like the page, follow the page, and do what you can to uh, to assist in what you can for this process. And lots and lots of people. There's a hashtag, bandera Pute, Kita Jagakita, of course, and Kami um, Setia Membantu. So a lot of lot of hashtag happening there. Here's some phone numbers depending upon where you are for some more information. Trnganu, uh, Marang, Dugung, Setiu, Basut, Kamaman, different areas. Phone numbers there you can see on the screen now. So please do what you can to help. There's also a, a number of people who have set up accounts and places that you can donate. And um, I, I put this up there, not for my own self, PayPal me, Jay Sheldon. I put that up there because if you'd like, if you're on some other part of the world, I mean, there are a lot of CIMB accounts with account numbers that you can donate directly to. Look through Facebook, you will find them. You will likely find some of them in, in that page that I was just showing here some of the appeals and the places where you can send money to if you are so inclined. Uh, In fact, um, earlier, let me just scroll down and see if I can get to it. Yeah. Um, Heidi Kwa, this is a a public post. So um, again, I'm not sharing anything that is not that's private. Uh, But let me just um, let me move this over so you can see it. Uh, broke down for the first time in a long time today, unfortunately. Just over the past week, we've received pleas for help from over 1,500-plus families, despite providing grocery packs to over 400-plus families this week. And last, calls are still rolling in. Uh, our our RFTR hotline is blowing up. We're receiving calls every 10 minutes and over 100 plus new messages every day. The voice notes being sent to us are absolutely heartbreaking. Probably some of the hardest things to listen to and digest, pictures of empty milk tins, empty rice tongs, small children. I can't imagine this writer saying, uh, having to beg and plead in such a way. Tonight, as I sit looking at our list of 1,500 over families and growing, I broke down because out of the entire list, I had to pick only the 450 or 500 families we could help this week. And how do you pick? How do you decide who gets to eat for the week? I don't know how, she says. If anyone is keen on donating or sharing the post, which I shared on my account, that's where I'm reading this from. Uh, donations can still be made now let me just stick that up there for a while so you can see and copy it down if you'd like Uh, there's a cimb account and again i will not pronounce this correctly but it's persatuan kabajikan purlindugan kanakana balarian and reference is food aid all one word i'm going to leave that up on the screen for a little bit so those of you watching can kind of get a screen grab and uh, get the information but here's what i i want to offer and this is only going to work if you trust me i'll tell you i've been around for many years and i've got a lot of good friends who know that you can trust me if you cannot make a donation through this organization or through the other web page, the Facebook page that I showed you, you can send it to me and earmark it as assistance and I will forward it to these local accounts. That's if you're in the US or the UK, I know I've got listeners in Australia, in New Zealand, uh, in Saudi Arabia, I've got listeners all over the world. And I know that some of you can't actually do these international transfers or they would be incredibly expensive. So if you would like, and again, I have to ask you just to trust me. And there's no good reason you don't know me other than my live stream. Uh, I will tell you that you can. And if you'd like, you can send me uh, it's paypal.me slash Sheldon, and my hand to God. Uh, market assistance, and I will make sure that I send it directly to these local folks from my bank, uh, from my PayPal account, and um, uh, I will compensate for any PayPal fees or international fees. You know, if you send twenty bucks, they take a couple of dollars out. I'll add the couple of dollars so it's an even uh, an even amount. Uh, the the amount you originally intended to give. Um, it only takes 60 ringgit to feed a family. It only takes 60 ringgit to feed a family. Now, let me just do that. Okay, 60 ringgit is basically 15 bucks in USD. Now That's not a whole lot of money. So if you have 15 ringgit, in USD, you can help to donate. You can feed a family. Imagine that. You can actually help to feed a family for 60 bucks, which is 15 USD. So again, it's just scrolling across there now. Again, I just have to ask you to trust me. And if you'd like to check with my friends, whatever, I can't say anything more than that you can. And I know you're not supposed to say trust me, but trust me. Uh, I will make sure that that they get it 100% and if there are any fees taken out from PayPal or from international transfers, wherever you may be, I will compensate that and add in the few bucks that it takes to to make up the difference so that your original account actually goes where it matters. So paypal.me slash jsheldon and uh, you can send it there. Again, 15 bucks in USD. Is all it takes to help feed a family, and like I said, by this post here, as you can see, there's a lot of folks who need it, and they're not able to help everybody. There's a lot of these kind of uh, kind of organizations that are popping up. So if you if you're on Facebook or just do a search an internet search, um, you can find. The kind of things that uh, places that you could donate, you could find bank accounts directly there. I mean, this page is public, so even though it's in Bahasa, uh, you can go there. Uh, and again, uh, let me just get the whole page up there so that you can see it. Hang on a quick second. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for the like. Um, this is the page once again. Let me move this over so that it's clear on the screen. And there is the, there is the URL right here if you want to go. And again, I'm assuming somewhere, I haven't scrolled through the whole page, but somewhere on there, I'm sure there are other places that you can help. Um, and again, if you are someone who needs help, don't be afraid to ask. Uh, I'm not so hot on the idea of using a white flag Because I don't think surrender is the message we ought to be putting out there. But it's taken off and people have adopted it. So let's go with that. The white flag. If you need it, fly it. And by the way, if you see a house with a white flag, stop. Knock on the gate. Ring the doorbell. See what it is that they need. Provide them with an ear, a hug, a friend, some financial assistance some basic food items, maybe go do their shopping for them. Uh, might be diapers. Who knows what it is that you can do, but I'm sure there's something that you can do. You know, I got to, let me just, let me just show you here. I wore this specifically tonight. You see that shirt, Random Acts? There you go. That's from a show that I, uh, I produce called Random Acts, and um, I'm not plugging the show, but I need you to do a random act. I need you today, tonight, wherever you are on on the planet, to do a random act. And that is to help out these folks who are in need. If you are in need, befrienders.org.my is where you will find help. Or 0376272929 is the phone number. All right, I'm going to wrap this part up with something that uh, a good, good, dear friend of mine, David uh, Liu wrote and posted just eight hours ago. I've got his permission to share it and um, it's amazing. So this from David Liu, raise the white flag. Raise the white flag, friend. Your life has value above hunger. Our kampong spirit is all but gone. We know not needs of neighbors any longer. It does not mean we cannot care. Do wake us from our ignorance and bliss. Allow our hands to reach and help and try to right the things amiss. Raise the white flag, brother. Your privacy is still your castle true. We keep not dirges nor some tales of woe. We only wish the best and love to ride things through. Fear not the sense of shame or smallness felt. The welfare of your loved ones is supreme. We have all suffered lack before. Do let us help you get through this nightmare dream. Raise the white flag, stranger. It does not matter if we know each other well enough. There is no stranger. We are all family. We see each other through when times are tough. Our thankfulness in having slightly more does not make us want to give and share. Accept our token, pass it round, and teach the selfish how to love and care. Raise the white flag, people. Acknowledge life has dealt a blow so grievously. In desperation, some have taken one step overly seriously. To end your problems, do not end your precious life. Help is as near as a call, a cry that willing ears might hear. Do let us lend a hand, an ear a meal assurance just for you your life is precious let us work together and start all things anew that from david tc Liu, fantastic really really nice wow thank you david Please, thank you for uh, for what you can do and your assistance. I, I really appreciate it. And I mean what I say. I will get whatever you send me to them and add on any fees or international banking fees or PayPal fees that happen to be there. I will take care of that to, uh, to compensate so that they get the exact amount you intended. Um, but please do help if you can. All right. Wow, I wanted to uh, spend a lot of time on that tonight and uh, so we did and uh, I will keep reminding you about it So we're gonna move on to uh, some not-so-heavy stuff because after that we needed a little bit of a break, I think <laughs> um, All right, let's uh, let's see what we got <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I need more coffee very nice, there you go. Let me share that again yeah. uh again, the scroll at the bottom has help information if you'd like. Thank you. um <laughs> This not only caught my attention because being under lockdown, I have been ordering a lot of crap online these days. We've had so many deliveries to our house it's uh it's been a little a little nuts but um yeah. Not only did it have to do with um, with ordering things online, but it had specifically to do with a Shiba Inu. This is from the theworldofbuzz.com, who does some really great things. Um, world of Buzz is, uh, <laughs> is a, a cool site. You can check it out. A Malaysian buyer orders something online and then gets the parcel, but finds dog fur inside the parcel yes the seller apologizes with a cute picture of her shiba inu and there is her shiba inu um as you know if you if you're a regular listener to the stream i have a shiba inu of course her name is miko she's featured on all of our little merchandise here but um This guy or gal, whoever she is, I think it's a her, um, owns a Shiba and their fur gets on everything. If you own black clothes, never mind. You've got gray clothes. So, (laughs) um, yeah, there's a picture of a big fur ball with the Shiba Inu. And um, (laughs) they uh, they opened the package and found uh, recently a, a Malaysian netizen named Eric Chen shared screenshots of his hilarious, hilarious interaction with a seller on Shopee. Shopee here in Malaysia is one of the big places for online ordering of all kinds of stuff. Shopee, Lazada, places like that. Um, Later posted it on a Shopee Facebook group, and the seller's witty replies made her adorable doggo gain the instant attention of fellow Facebook users who were fairly entertained by the whole ordeal um your house rare what dog hair har Uh, so many fur came out of the parcel hi there your message has been received we'll get back to you apparently eric found a lot of dog hair in the parcel he'd purchased from the store and inquired asking what kind of dog she had the seller then said she owned a shiba inu and apologized while joking that she would eat her dog. Uh, She later attached an image with his head bowed, as if to say the dog was as equally sorry for its shedding behavior. It says here, uh, sorry boss, later I eat my dog. So there's the picture of the dog. (laughs) That's fantastic. I can so relate to this. There's some back and forth in uh, in Chinese, which I completely... Oh yes, I can read that. It says, ha 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 ha. (laughs) Ha! Huh. <laughs> it's one of the only words I know in Chinese that I can read um, <laughs> the doggo is so adorable that Eric couldn't help but responding claiming their innocence and the seller then told Eric that many people have DM'd her saying they wanted to see more pictures of her Sheba uh, Sheba's name is Dodo Bean I think it's Daodao Dao or Dodo uh, some have even asked her to send them dog fur as a free gift <laughs> Oh man, incredible. That's great. There she is. There it is. Actually, that looks quite a bit like Miko, doesn't it? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> great story. In fact, that's exactly the thing we needed after our rather heavy opening to the show today. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> okay, I've got. <laughs> I've got one more, one or two more I guess before we uh we move along. We did want to do some weird facts tonight, so we'll do that also. But um this one's really strange. Remember last stream we talked about jackfruit and uh juicy fruit gum from Wrigley's? Well, believe it or not, I saw uh, that story uh posted from a friend of mine who um who did posted this said even in his early years, William Wrigley Jr. was interested in his father's soap business because as we told you last time, Wrigley's did not originally sell gum. They were a soap company and they were selling soaps from a basket in the streets of Philadelphia. In 1891, he was 30 years old, moved to Chicago with his wife, Ada and their daughter, Dorothy, and opened up a new branch of his father's company. And he continued to sell soap But attached to the soap was baking powder as a premium. You know, just like you get a free spoon today or whatever, or a free cup. Um, Suddenly the baking powder became more popular than the soap. So Mr. Wrigley decided to change to selling baking powder and give little gum packages as a premium. So now you buy the baking, you go from buying the soap to getting the Baking powder. To buying the baking powder, you get the gum. And then, just like with the baking powder, the gum became more popular. And he offered it as a premium. And um, the rest is history. They entered into the gum industry in 1893 and he started two brands Juicy Fruit and Wrigley's Spearmint. Look at this. This is actually the soap. There's the soap. This picture here. There's uh, the baking powder. There's one of the original packages of Wrigley's Spearmint Gum. The flavor lasts. (laughs) And there is Wrigley's as we know it today. And, of course, the other one, Juicy Fruit, which I'm telling you, it's my J. Sheldon flavor conspiracy theory. Juicy Fruit is jackfruit gum. I'm telling you. JF. Juicy Fruit, jackfruit. It's the same thing. It's the same. Try it. Trust me. Piece of jackfruit, piece of juicy fruit, put them in your mouth, taste the same. No difference. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I've really, I, I, I've reached the end of my, of my rope, I think. <laughs> Unbelievable. We are full of weird stuff tonight. Uh, but again, we want to remind you that if you would like to help, uh, please do head over to uh, the folks um the good folks at um at the page we showed you earlier and uh, do what you can to help and if you need help and you need someone to talk to befrienders is the place to do that and you will see at the bottom scrolling across here a way both online and on the phone that you can get a hold of somebody from befrienders and have someone to talk to if you need it so please make use of that information my is the web page. Um, all right, weird facts. It's time for weird facts. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. All right. Uh, yeah, these are strange, <laughs> to say the least. Okay, I got I to gotta move this over because otherwise, we're just going to keep getting this ridiculous ad that keeps popping up here. Here we go. When you dream, and remember, we've done segments on lucid dreaming, which I finally had a real lucid dream. I've had kind of weird ones that were kind of lucid dreams, but two nights ago, I actually had a legit lucid dream. It was cool. Anyway, when you dream, one part of your brain is making up the story, and another part is experiencing those events. So you've got two things going on at the same time. And the other part of your brain that's experiencing them is genuinely surprised by all the twists in the plot. How weird is that? Hmm. See this turtle? Check this out. In 2006, which really doesn't seem like that long ago. Hold on. Let me stretch this up so we get the turtle in the picture. There we go. It saw the death of two colossally old tortoises. The first, Harriet, was reportedly collected by Charles Darwin when he visited the Galapagos in the HMS Beagle. That is the same tortoise that belonged to Steve Irwin at the time of her death. That's how long these things live. Charles Darwin, you know, the theory of evolution, and Steve Irwin shared a pet. This tortoise is estimated to have lived 176 years. Imagine, that is insane, wow check out this odd fact. November 2nd, 2000 was the last time all the humans on the planet were on the planet together. Think about it. Since then, at least one person has remained on the International Space Station. So for 21 years almost. Not all humans were on the planet together at the same time. I know it's one of those yes, or what things, but it's kind of cool to think about. It's kind of (laughs) interesting. All right. Whoa. Here's one that I'll bet you didn't know. Dr. Martin Luther King and Anne Frank were born in the same year. Can you imagine? If you don't know who Anne Frank is, look her up. I would hope you would know who Anne Frank was in the diary of Anne Frank. But I had no idea that was a fact and they seem like they would have been decades apart. But Dr. Martin Luther King and Anne Frank were both born in the same year. How strange. You know where the oldest living tree in the world is? Actually, it doesn't say where it is, (laughs) but here it is. It is uh, Methuselah, the oldest living tree in the world, Methuselah. This tree is 4,851 years old. Old. Whoa. That is insane. Almost five thousand years old. That is insane. Here's another cool one. Quick one. The Oxford University. How old would you guess Oxford University is? A few hundred years. Oxford University is older than the Aztec empire yeah unbelievable oxford Unis- uh, university was established in 1096 the alliance of three city states formed the aztec empire occurred in 1428 so by a lot oxford university is actually older than the aztec empire That is so strange. Here's a weird fact for you. I've just got a bunch of these weird things tonight. The sound made by the Krakatoa volcano when it erupted in 1883 was so loud it ruptured the eardrums of people 40 miles away. 40 miles away. It traveled around the world, the entire world, four times, and it was heard very clearly from over 3,000 miles away. Now that's some weird stuff. I, I All right, I got a few more of these, and uh, then we will move on to our book. Wow, because we got a long show going on here. All right, one more. Think about this. This picture is just to illustrate the point. If time travel were possible, and at the moment it really kind of isn't. You would not just need a time machine. You would need a time and space machine to survive the trip. Think about it. Otherwise, when you travel back in time, the planet would be at a different point in its rotation around the sun. And our solar system would be in a different point in space as it rotates. So in other words, if you simply traveled back in time, but didn't travel back in space, you very well would wind up popping out in the middle of space and not on the planet. Because the planet moves. The solar system moves. So that's part of the problem with why we don't have a time travel machine yet. Because you don't just need a time machine. You need a time and space machine. So there you go. Weird facts. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I want some more of it. All right, uh, let's see here. We are going to move on. We're going to move on to... Where is it? Where is it? Come on. There we go. All right, we're going to move on to The Jungle Book. That is our book that we have uh, been reading and been sharing with you. And uh, we do that in every stream. We've gone through tons of books. If you're new to the stream or to the podcast, at the end of every stream, we read a chapter or two or a half a chapter, if it's a long one, from different public domain books. They come to us from the Gutenberg project, gutenberg.org. You can check them out, all public domain books, copyright free, because in order for me to do a, quote, public performance, of these books by reading them um we have to use copyright free material. so we do and we have been uh we, we've done uh, the wonderful wizard of oz we did the velveteen rabbit we did peter pan we did uh, all kinds of great books in the past this is our 81st show by the way thank you for those loyalists out there who are watching and listening on the podcast and on the stream so um yeah we started the jungle book uh last stream and we're going to continue with the rest of chapter one tonight and uh let me see just before i do that let's go over here and there you go there's the book itself oh yeah i better get one more sip of coffee from 1894, this is Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book, as we continue with chapter one. Now, you must be content to skip ten or eleven whole years and only guess at all the wonderful life that Mowgli led among the wolves, because if it were written out, it would fill ever so many books. He grew up with the cubs, though they, of course, were grown wolves almost before he was a child. And Father Wolf taught him his business and the meanings of the things in the jungle till every rustle in the grass, every breath of the warm night air, every note of the owls above his head and every scratch of a bat's claws as it roosted for a while in a tree. And every splash of every little fish jumping in a pool meant just as much to him as the work of his office means to a businessman. When he was not learning, he sat out in the sun and slept, and ate, and went to sleep again. When he felt dirty or hot, he swam in the forest ponds. And when he wanted honey, Baloo told him that honey and nuts were just as pleasant to eat as raw meat, he climbed up for it, and that bug Hira showed him how to do. Bagheera would lie out on a branch and call, Come along, little brother. And at first Mowgli would cling like the sloth, but afterwards he would fling himself through the branches almost as boldly as the gray ape. He took his place at the rock council, too, when the pack met, and there he discovered that if he stared hard at any wolf, the wolf would be forced to drop his eyes. "'and so he used to stare for fun. "'At other times he would pick the long thorns "'out of the pads of his friends, "'for wolves suffer terribly from thorns "'and burrs in their coats. "'He would go down the hillside "'into the cultivated lands by night "'and look very curiously at the villagers in their huts. "'But he had a mistrust of men "'because Bagheera showed him a square box.' with a drop gate so cunningly hidden in the jungle that he nearly walked into it and told him that it was a trap. He loved better than anything else to go with Bagheera into the dark, warm heart of the forest, to sleep all through the drowsy day and at night see how Bagheera did killing. Bagheera killed right and left as he felt hungry. And so did Mowgli, with one exception. As soon as he was old enough to understand things, Bagheera told him that he must never touch cattle, because he had been brought into the pack at the price of a bull's life. All the jungle is thine, said Bagheera, and thou canst kill any everything that thou art strong enough to kill but for the sake of the bull that brought thee, thou must never kill or eat any cattle, young or old. That is the law of the jungle. Mowgli obeyed faithfully. And he grew and grew, strong as a boy must grow, who does not know that he is learning any lessons, and who has nothing in the world to think of, Except things to eat. Mother Wolf told him once or twice that Shere Khan was not a creature to be trusted, and that some day he must kill Shere Khan. But though a young wolf would have remembered that advice every hour, Mowgli forgot it, because he was only a boy. Though he would have called himself a wolf if he had been able to speak in any human language, Shere Khan was always crossing his path in the jungle, for as Akela grew older and feebler, the lame tiger had come to be great friends with the younger wolves of the pack, who followed him for scraps, a thing Akela would never have allowed if he had dared to push his authority to the proper bounds. Then Shere Khan would flatter them and wonder that such Fine young hunters were content to be led by a dying wolf and a man-cub. They tell me, Shere Khan would say, that at council ye dare not look him between the eyes. And the young wolves would growl and bristle. Bagheera, who had eyes and ears everywhere, knew something of this. And once or twice he told Mowgli that, in so many words, Shere Khan would kill him some day. Mowgli would laugh and answer, I have the pack, and I have thee, and Baloo, though he's so lazy, might strike a blow or two for my sake. Why should I be afraid? It was one very warm day that a new notion came to Bagheera, born of something that he had heard. Perhaps Ikki, the porcupine, had told him. But he said to Mowgli, when they were deep in the jungle, as the boy lay with his head on Bagheera's beautiful black skin, Little brother, how often have I told thee that Shere Khan is thy enemy? Oh, as many times as there are nuts on that palm, said Mowgli, who naturally could not count. What of it? I'm sleepy, Bagheera. Shere Khan is uh, all long-tailed and loud talk, like Mao the Peacock. But this is no time for sleeping. Baloo knows it. I know it. The pack knows it. And even the foolish, foolish deer know. Tabaki has told thee, too. "'Ho-ho!' said Mowgli. "'Tabaki came to me not long ago with some rude talk "'that I was a naked man's cub and not fit to dig pig-nuts. "'But I caught Tabaki by the tail "'and swung him twice against a palm tree "'to teach him better manners. "'That was foolishness, "'for though Tabaki is a mischief-maker,' He would have told thee of something that concerned thee closely. Open those eyes, little brother. Shere Khan dare not kill thee in the jungle. But remember, Akela is very old, and soon the day comes when he cannot kill his buck, and then he will be the leader no more. Many of the wolves that look thee over when thou wast brought for the council first are... Old, too, and the young wolves believe, as Shere Khan has taught them, that a man-cub has no place in the pack. In a little time, thou wilt be a man. And what is a man that he should not run with his brothers, said Mowgli. I was born in the jungle. I have obeyed the law of the jungle and there is no wolf of ours from whose paws I have not pulled a thorn. Surely they are my brothers. Bagheera stretched himself at full length and half shut his eyes. Little brother, he said, feel under my jaw. Mowgli put up his strong brown hand and just under Bagheera's silky chin, where the giant rolling muscles were all hid by the glossy hair, he came upon a little bald spot. There is no one in the jungle that knows that I, Bagheera, carry that mark, the mark of the collar. And yet, little brother, I was born among men, and it was among men that my mother died in the cages of the king's palace, of Odipori. It was because of this that I paid the price for thee at the council when thou wast a little naked cub. Yes, I too was born among men. I had never seen the jungle. They fed me behind bars from an iron pan until one night I felt that I was Bagheera, the panther, and no man's plaything and I broke the silly lock with one blow of my paw and came away. And because I had learned the ways of men, I became more terrible in the jungle than Sheer Khan. Is it not so? Yes, said Mowgli. All the jungle fear Bagheera. All except Mowgli. Oh, thou art a man's cub. "'said the black panther very tenderly. "'And even as I return to my jungle, "'so thou must go back to men at last, "'to the men who are thy brothers, "'if thou are not killed in the council.' "'But why, but, but why would any wish to kill me?' said Mowgli. "'Look at me,' said Bagheera, "'and Mowgli looked him steadily between the eyes.' THE BIG PANTHER TURNED HIS HEAD AWAY IN HALF A MINUTE. THAT IS WHY, HE SAID, SHIFTING HIS PAW ON THE LEAVES, NOT EVEN I CAN LOOK THEE BETWEEN THE EYES, AND I WAS BORN AMONG MEN, AND I LOVE THEE. LITTLE BROTHER, THE OTHERS, THEY HATE THEE, BECAUSE THEIR EYES CANNOT MEET THINE, BECAUSE THOU ART WISE because thou hast pulled out thorns from their feet, because thou art a man. I did not know these things, said Mowgli sullenly, and he frowned under his heavy black eyebrows. What is the law of the jungle? Strike first, and then give tongue. By the very carelessness, they know that thou art a man but be wise. It is in my heart that when Akela misses his next kill, and at each hunt it costs him more to pin the buck, the pack will turn against him and against thee. They will hold a jungle council at the rock, and then, and then, I have it, said Bakira, leaping up. Go thou down quickly to the men's huts in the valley, and take some of the red flower which they grow there, so that when the time comes, thou mayest have even a stronger friend than I or Baloo or those of the pack that love thee. Get the red flower. By red flower, Aghira meant fire. Only no creature in the jungle will call fire by its proper name. Every beast lives in deadly fear of it. "'and invents a hundred ways of describing it. "'The red flower,' said Mowgli, "'that grows outside their huts in the twilight? "'I will get some.' "'There speaks the man's cub,' said Bagheera proudly. "'Remember that it grows in little pots. "'Get one swiftly, and keep it by thee for time of need.' "'Good,' said Mowgli. "'I go, but... Thou art sure, O my Bagheera? He slipped his arm around the splendid neck and looked deep into the big eyes. Art thou sure that this is all Shere Khan's doing? By the broken lock that freed me, I am sure, little brother. Then by the bull that bought me, I will pay Shere Khan's full tale for this. And it may be a little over, said Mowgli, and he bounded away. That is a man. That is all a man, said Bagheera to himself, lying down again. Oh, Shere Khan, never was a blacker hunting than a frog hunt of thine ten years ago. "'Mowgli was far and far through the forest, running hard, "'and his heart was not in him. "'He came to the caves as the evening mist rose "'and drew breath and looked down the valley. "'The cubs were out, but Mother Wolf at the pack of the caves "'knew that his breathing was something troubling her frog. "'What is it, son?' she said. "'Some bats chatter of sheer Khan," he called back. "'I hunt among the plowed fields tonight.' And he plunged downward through the bushes to the stream at the bottom of the valley. There he checked, for he heard the yelling of the pack hunting, heard the bellow of a hunted sambur, and the snort as the buck turned at bay. Then there were wicked, bitter howls from the young wolves. Akela, Akela, let the lone wolf show his strength. Room for the leader of the pack. Spring, Akela. The lone wolf must have sprung and missed his hold, for Mowgli heard the snap of his teeth, and then a yelp as the Sambhur knocked him over with his forefoot. He did not wait for anything more, but dashed on, and the yells grew fainter behind him as he ran into the croplands where the villagers lived. Bakira spoke truth. He panted, as he nestled down in some cattle fodder by the window of a hut. Tomorrow is one day both, for Akela, and for me. And then he pressed his face close to the window, and watched the fire on the hearth. He saw the husbandman's wife get up and feed it in the night with black lumps. And when the morning came and the mists were all white and cold, he saw the man's child pick up a wicker pot plastered inside with earth, fill it with lumps of red-hot coal, put it under his blanket, and then go out to tend the cows in the byre. Is that all? said Mowgli. Well, if a cub can do it, there's nothing to fear. So he strode around the corner and met the boy. "'took the pot from his hand "'and disappeared into the midst "'while the boy howled with fear. "'They're very like me,' said Mowgli, "'blowing into the pot as he had seen the woman do. "'This thing will die if I do not give it things to eat.' "'And he dropped twigs and dried bark on the red stuff. "'Halfway up the hill he met Bagheera "'with the morning dew shining like moonstones on his coat. Akela. "'Has missed,' said the panther. "'They would have killed him last night, "'but they needed thee also. "'They were looking for thee on the hill.' "'I was among the ploughed lands. "'I am ready. "'See?' Mowgli held up the firepot. "'Good. "'Now I have seen men thrust a dry branch into that stuff, "'and presently the red flower blossomed at the end of it. "'Art thou not afraid?' no why should i fear i remember now if it's not a dream how before i was a wolf i i lay beside the red flower and it was warm and pleasant all that day mowgli sat in the cave tending to his fire-pot and dipping dry branches into it to see how they looked He found a branch that satisfied him, and in the evening, when Tabuki came to the cave and told him rudely enough that he was wanted at the council rock, he laughed till Tabuki ran away. Then Mowgli went to the council, still laughing. Akela, the lone wolf, lay by the side of his rock as a sign that the leadership of the pack was open and Shere Khan, with his following of scrap-fed wolves, walked to and fro, openly being flattered. Bagheera lay close to Mowgli, and the firepot was between Mowgli's knees. When they were all gathered together, Shere Khan began to speak, a thing he would never have dared to do when Akela was in his prime. He has no right, whispered Bagheera. Say so. He's a dog's son. He will be frightened. Mowgli sprang to his his feet. Free people, he cried. Does Shere Khan lead the pack? What has a tiger got to do with our leadership? Seeing that the leadership is yet open and being asked to speak, Shere Khan began. By whom, said Mowgli. Are we all jackals to fawn on this cattle butcher? The leadership of the pack is with the pack alone. There were yells of silence, thou man cub. Let him speak. He has kept our law. And at last the seniors of the pack thundered. Let the dead wolf speak. When a leader of the pack has missed his kill, he is called the dead wolf as long as he lives, which is not long. Akela raised his old head wearily. Free people, and ye too, jackals of Shere Khan. For twelve seasons I have led ye to and from the kill, and in all that time not one has been trapped or maimed. Now I've missed my kill. Ye know how that plot was made. Ye you know how ye brought me up to an untried buck to make my weakness known. It was cleverly done. You're right to kill me here on the council rock now. Therefore I ask who comes to make an end of the lone wolf? For it is my right by the law of the jungle that ye come one by one. There was a long hush for no single wolf cared to fight Akela to the death. Then Shere Khan roared, Bah! What have we got to do with this toothless fool? He's doomed to die. It is the man-cub who's lived too long. Free people! He was my meat from the first. Give him to me! I'm weary of this man-wolf folly. He's troubled the jungle for ten seasons. "'Give me the man-cub, or I will hunt here always "'and not give you one bone. "'He's a man, a man's child, "'and from the marrow of my bones I hate him.' "'Then more than half the pack yelled, "'A man, a man! "'What has a man got to do with us? "'Let him go to his own place.' And turn all the villagers against us, claimed Shere Khan. No, give him to me. He's a man, and none of us can look him between the eyes. Akela lifted his head again and said, He's eaten our food. He's slept with us. He's driven game for us. He's broken no word of the law of the jungle. Also, I paid for him with a bull when he was accepted. The worth of a bull is little, but Bagheera's honor is something that he will perhaps fight for, said Bagheera in his gentlest voice. A bull paid ten years ago, the pack snarled. What do we care for bones ten years old? Or for a pledge, said Bagheera. His white teeth bared under his lip. Well, are ye called the free people? No man's cub can run with the people of the jungle, howled howled Shere Khan. Give him to me. He is our brother in all but blood, Akela went on. And ye would kill him here? In truth, I've lived too long. Some of ye eaters of cattle, and of others I have heard that under Sheer Khan's teaching. Ye go by dark night and snatch children from the villagers' doorstep. Therefore I know ye to be cowards, and it is to cowards I speak. It is certain that I must die, and my life is of no worth, or I would offer that in the man-cub's place. But for the sake of the honor of the pack, a little matter that by being without a leader ye have forgotten, I promise that if ye let the man-cub go in his own place, I will not, when my time comes to die, bear one tooth against ye. I will die without fighting. That will at least save the pack three lives. More I cannot do, but... If ye will, I can save ye the shame that comes of killing a brother against whom there is no fault. A brother spoken for and bought into the pack according to the laws of the jungle. He's a man, a man, a man, snarled the pack, and most of the wolves began to gather around Shere Khan, whose tail was beginning to twitch. Now the now the business is in my hands, said Bagheera to Mowgli. We can do no more except fight. Mowgli stood upright, the fire pot in his hands. Then he stretched out his arms and yawned in the face of the council. But he was furious with rage and sorrow. For wolf-like, the wolves had never told him how they hated him. Listen, you, he cried. There's no need for this dog's jabber. You've told me so often tonight that I'm a man, and indeed I would have been a wolf with you to my life's end. And I feel your words are true, so I do not call you my brothers any more. But sag, dogs, as a man should. What ye will do and what ye will do not is not yours to say. That matter is with me. And that we may see the matter more plainly, I, the man, have brought here a little of the red flower, which ye dogs fear. He flung the firepot on the ground, and some of the red coals lit a tuft of dried moss that flared up, as the council drew back in terror before the leaping flames. Mowgli thrust his dead branch into the fire, and lit the twigs, and crackled, and whirled it above his head among the cowering wolves. Thou art the master, said Bakira in an understone. Save Akela from the death. He was ever thy friend. Akela, the grim old wolf who'd never asked for mercy in his life, gave one piteous look at Mowgli as the boy stood, all naked, his long black hair tossing over his shoulders in the light of the blazing branch that made the shadows jump and quiver. Good, said Mowgli, staring round slowly. I see that ye are dogs. I go from you to my own people, if they be my own people. The jungle is shut to me, AND I MUST FORGET YOUR TALK AND YOUR COMPANIONSHIP. BUT I WILL BE MORE MERCIFUL THAN YE ARE, BECAUSE I WAS ALL BUT YOUR BROTHER IN BLOOD. I PROMISE THAT WHEN I AM A MAN man AMONG MEN, I WILL NOT BETRAY YE TO MEN AS YE HAVE BETRAYED ME. HE KICKED THE FIRE WITH HIS FOOT, AND THE SPARKS FLEW UP. THERE SHALL BE NO WAR BETWEEN ANY OF US IN THE PACK. But here is a debt to pay before I go. He strode forward to where Shere Khan sat, blinking stupidly at the flames, and caught him by the tuft on his chin. Bagheera followed in case of accidents. Up, dog, Mowgli cried. Up when a man speaks, or I will set that coat ablaze. Shere Khan's ears lay flat, back against his head and he shut his eyes for the blazing branch was very near this cattle killer said he would kill me in the council because he had not killed me when I was a cub thus and thus then when we do we beat dogs when they're men stir a whisker Lungry I am ram the red flower down thy gullet he beat Shere Khan over the head with the branch and the tiger whimpered and whined in an agony of fear. Pa, singed Jungle Cat, go now. But remember when next I come to the Council Rock, as a man should come, it will be with Sheer Khan's hide on my hand. For the rest, Aquila goes free to live as he pleases. You will not kill him because that is not my will. Nor do I think that ye will sit here any longer, lolling out your tongues as though they were somebodies instead of dogs whom I drive out thus. Go! The fire was burning furiously at the end of the branch, and Mowgli struck right and left around the circle, and the wolves ran howling with sparks burning their fur. At last, there was only Akela, Bagheera, and perhaps ten wolves that had taken Mowgli's part. Then something began to hurt Mowgli inside him, as he'd never been hurt in his life before, and he caught his breath and sobbed, and tears ran down his face. What is it? What is it, he said. I do not wish to leave the jungle. I I do not know what this is. Am I dying, Bagheera? No, little brother. It is only tears such as men use, said Bagheera. Now I know thou art a man, and a man's cub no longer. The jungle is shut indeed to thee henceforth. Let them fall, Mowgli. They are only tears. And so Mowgli cried and cried and sat as though his heart would break. And he had never cried in all his life before. Now, he said, I will go to men. But first I must say farewell to my mother. And he went to the cave where she lived with Father Wolf. And he cried on her coat. While the four cubs howled miserably. Ye will not forget me, said Mowgli. Never while we can follow a trail, said the cubs. Come to the foot of the full when thou art a man, and we'll talk to thee. We'll come into the croplands to play with thee by night. Come soon, cried Father Wolf. "Oh, wise little frog, come again soon, for we be old, thy mother and I. Come soon, said Mother Wolf little naked son of mine, for listen, child of man, I loved thee more than I ever loved my cubs. I will surely come, said Mowgli, and when, it, when I come, it will be to lay out Shere Khan's hide upon the council rock. Do not forget me. Tell them in the jungle never to forget me. The dawn was beginning to break when Mowgli went down the hillside alone to meet those mysterious things that are called men. And that's it for tonight. Wow. I told you they were long chapters, my friends. They are indeed that is the end of chapter one split into two parts and it still took a good what 45 minutes all right we want to uh we want to end the show very quickly but i do want to remind you one more time please uh to seek out this particular uh facebook page let me just stretch it out here so you can see it again very clearly and uh you can go there and hold on let me just grab it so that there you go okay it's uh solidarity bandera pute please check it out do what you can to help out if you are in need of assistance the white flag campaign is there please uh, don't be afraid or ashamed uh, to ask for help uh, the help is there and uh, lots of us are willing to do what we can to help you i hope what little bit I was able to do tonight uh, might get some publicity and uh, get some um, donations to help. Also, if you uh, would like to do that again, as we said in the beginning of the show, you can <clears throat> send it, just make a footnote in your PayPal to, uh, to assistance or help whatever, so that I'll know that's what it's for. And uh, I'll be sure that, uh, that, get that gets to the right people, but please do, um, check this out and if you are uh, in need of someone to talk to or assistance or a friend uh, you can always check out Befrienders it's Befrienders.org.my there's also a phone number let's just let that scroll up on the screen one more time Uh, Befrienders.org.my check out their website and uh, lots of ways you can find assistance or just someone to talk to also 037627 2929 is the number to call. All right, my friends, thank you so much for a very long stream and podcast tonight, but uh, well worth it if indeed we can help just one person, then we've had a small amount of success, and I, I hope that you'll help us do that. Do a random act today, tonight, right now. I'll see you again on Saturday night. Until then, I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm not wearing pants. Good night. <laughs>